Welcome to the Queer SLP Podcast. We are two speech-language pathologists who identify with the LGBT plus community. On each episode, we'll highlight relevant queer issues and stories from our field. The Queer SLP Podcast's mission is to provide informative and pertinent content from proud and chatty SLPs. Hello, hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Queer SLP Podcast. This is Hector, and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Natalie, and my pronouns are she, her. We are so excited to bring this podcast to you. Hector, how are you feeling about getting started today? (laughs) Um, So today it feels like the first day of grad school clinic. So remember when your instructors told you, here's your client, you're going to treat them now. Uh And you just kind of did it. Uh, This is what that feels like. It's like we put a microphone in front of our faces and said, here you go. Now you're a podcaster. Uh, But thankfully, we both are very chatty. And I think we're going to do just fine. We are. (laughs) So yes, even though it's been some time since I've been in grad school, I can still remember that feeling of having to sit in a room with a client for the first time, be expected to perform, and not really (laughs) feeling prepared or that I knew what I should be doing. This definitely feels like that to me. With this podcast, we are going back to that first client feeling with you hoping to do some good and grow together. That's exactly it. We're here. We're ready to be vulnerable with you. Mm -hmm. And we hope you'll join us in being open to learn new things and grow as a person and as a professional. Right. So with all of our nerves and awkward feelings, super awkward, we are ready to jump into this episode. So here we go. Like the SLPs that we are, we have a plan. Ba-bum. During this episode, we're going to talk about the origins of the podcast for you. We'll also include definitions such as what is an SLP, what the word queer means, and why we decided using this word for the name of our podcast. That's right. Also, we just want to make sure to let all of you know that these are our thoughts and our opinions Mm -hmm. only. And that we cannot speak for the entire LGBT plus community because like any other community, it is very diverse and not everyone has the same point of view. We also don't speak for all SLPs out there. That's right. So before we start getting these ideas discussed, why don't we try starting with a little bit about ourselves and the story of how this podcast happened. Mm hmm. So Hector, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. (laughs) That shouldn't be hard. Um, So (laughs) I've been in SLP for about four years now. um, And I came out as gay when I was 17 years old. I'm eye rolling myself. As I say, I enjoy staying active and working out all the time, um, except during COVID. Um, (laughs) Then there's brownies. Right. And then there's... (laughs) 
baked goods. I'd consider myself an avid gamer, um, a longtime volleyball player, and recently I have started to live out my HGTV fantasy by restoring furniture I buy on OfferUp. As an SLP, I started my career working in early intervention, uh, and then after that I transitioned to the schools once I completed my CF. The majority of my experience has been in preschool, really, and early elementary, but I have also worked with high school age and transition students. My experience as a brown gay male working with children has shaped my perspective as a professional and a homosexual, I'd say. A big, that's a big reason why I wanted to be a part of this podcast. It was to break the mold of what is considered a stereotypical SLP. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown. Oh. Uh, and all of her being is a big influence in how I approach life. Me too. <laughs> and everybody else, I'm sure. But what better way to provide visibility for the LGBTQ plus community than to be an example? So that's how I got here. Embracing vulnerability, stepping into that virtual arena, and hopefully helping others to give themselves the permission to do the same. That's great, Hector. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Well... I have been a speech-language pathologist for 17 years, and I've been an out lesbian for close to 21 years. I'm also a choral singer, a knitter, a crocheter, a cat mom, and a passionate lifelong learner. Mm. I love those CEUs. (laughs) I'm engaged to a wonderful woman named Andrea, and we're planning a wedding for the summer of 2021. In my career, I've worked in public schools, pediatric outpatient clinics, and a little bit of adult outpatient. I would say that the bulk of my experience, though, is in the preschool through elementary age range. There is so much that I love about the field of speech-language pathology, Mm. but one of my favorite parts of the job is building relationships. Yes. And the times that I've been able to connect with clients on a personal level, they've been able to progress so much faster than the ones where making that connection has been difficult. I also know that when I'm able to be my authentic self with the people that I work with, my output is so much better. Everyone wants and needs to feel understood, and most of us do so much better when we have that sense of being known. That's one reason why this project is so important to me. By helping SLPs and other professionals be more knowledgeable and comfortable with the concepts of the LGBT plus community, I hope they will better be able to form relationships with their clients, students, and colleagues. As a speech-language pathologist who also identifies as a lesbian, I've come across situations that are sometimes hilarious and at other times, very difficult. And I know I'm not alone in that. Mm -mm. I hope that by sharing stories and digging into queer concepts, there can be more of a knowing and understanding. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now that we've introduced ourselves, maybe we should take a moment to say how we know each other. We met on Craigslist. No, I'm kidding. Um, So we met each other from working in the same school district. That's right. Uh, We worked in a large public school district with about 100 speech-language pathologists on staff. Yes. So many. (laughs) So many. Um, And we've known each other for a couple years now. I knew of you before I got to know you. Mm. 
And I would say that I got to know you in the fall of 2018 when I got assigned to your school building one day a week to help with assessments. Why does that feel so long ago? It does. <laughs> well, the last four or five months have been particularly long. Right. And, you know, that's I love how you said that you knew of me. Because I stick out like a sore thumb. Mm. If you know anything about yes, <laughs> being an SLP, there's not many males, let alone gay males, let alone brown gay males. So, anyway, I like to call myself a unicorn. Um, you, you are a unicorn, <laughs> especially in the field of speech language pathology. Right. <laughs> uh, so we started off as colleagues, and then now we jump to podcast co-host. Yeah. So how did you know? Tell people how we got there. Okay. Well, we are recording this episode in July of 2020. In March, when things started shutting down due to COVID-19 and everyone was confined to their homes, I started to listen to a lot more podcasts than I usually would. I had my favorites that I always listened to, but I found myself having a lot more time. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Like everyone else, I couldn't go out and see friends or go to choir, which is particularly difficult for me because Mm. singing is my stress relief activity. So exploring podcasts became a big interest, especially speech language pathology podcasts. Yeah. I found podcasts covering a wide range of topics, including therapy techniques, caseload management. All of them. (laughs) mm -hmm, Some on managing stress and burnout that I found very helpful but I couldn't find a podcast that talked specifically in the area of queer issues in the field of speech language pathology. Some podcasts would feature an episode about transgender voice, or that would go over vocabulary terms and general tips working with a person from the queer community. Mm -hmm. But as far as I could find, there wasn't anything that dove deep into queer issues for clients And I couldn't find anything about issues that queer professionals experience. It's not out there. It's not out there. (laughs) I started thinking that this is something I could do, but I didn't want to do it alone. So (laughs) who to ask was a no brainer for me. I immediately thought of you, Hector. I knew. I had a feeling (laughs) uh, when you texted me and gave me an update on what you were planning or doing Mm -hmm. during this time. He said something along the lines of hoping to wrangle me into the podcast. Yeah, I might have used the word cajole. On text. Cajole on text, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, though. And I immediately thought, I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to check with my therapist first and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> yes. And um, it is wonderful that you are taking care of your mental health. And um, checking in with your therapist. She is definitely wonderful, Mm -hmm. but she is also my sounding board on when I'm doing something and why I should do it and and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. Everyone should go to therapy. Yes, we believe in mental health here. Take care of yourself out there. (laughs) So anyway, the podcast started to become a real thing. And here we are a few months later after Zoom calls and emails and researching and conversation and texting, and we're ready to go. We are here. All right, so let's jump into all of it. So for our non-speechy listeners, what does 
SLP mean? SLP stands for speech language pathologist. That's right. So one of the first things anybody said when I told them that our podcast was called the Queer SLP, they first thought, what is SLP? So with that in mind, the American Speech Language and Hearing Association, otherwise known as ASHA, is the professional scientific and credentialing credential? You can do it. It <laughs> is the Professional Scientific and Credentialing Association for Speech-Language Pathologists and Audiologists. They describe SLPs as professionals who work to prevent, assess, diagnose, and treat speech, language, social communication, cognitive communication, and swallowing disorders in children and adults. Wow. A lot. Mm-hmm. SLPs work in many different settings, including schools, hospitals, outpatient settings, nursing homes, and research. Wow. So much. So much. The field of speech-language pathology is huge. But what I would say, generally speaking, we help people communicate and swallow better. Anything in that area is our uh, scope of practice. That is what an SLP is. Right. So next... Why don't we talk about the word queer? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point in time, queer is often used as an umbrella term for anyone who is not heterosexual or cisgender. So heterosexual meaning attracted to the opposite sex and cisgender meaning identifying with the gender that you are assigned at birth. So according to Wikipedia, our best friend and the most credible site there is. <laughs> Absolutely credible. <laughs> Queer originally meant strange or peculiar. It came to be used pejoratively against those with same-sex desires or relationships in the late 19th century. Mm-hmm. But in the 1980s and 1990s, it started being reclaimed by the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. So you'll often hear people referring to the queer community with a series of letters. Lots of letters. Lots of letters, such as LGBT. Q-I-A-A. What do these all mean? Well, they mean lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, ally. Other terms that are out there that you may have heard are non-binary, gender non-conforming, pansexual, and so many more that fall under the umbrella of queer. Uh, You may recognize some of these words and others you may have never heard of. And it may feel overwhelming to hear all these terms. It is for us as well. Absolutely. So rather than try to define all of them at once, we want to focus on the single word queer. We promise we'll be getting into those other terms in later episodes. So... Since SLPs are word nerds, we wanted to talk a little bit about the different ways to use the word queer. This was new to me, but it is interesting to note that the word queer can be used in many different ways. Hmm. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, queer can be used as a noun, a verb, an adjective, or an adverb. Adverb. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) All right. So why don't we just break them down? Queer as a noun refers to a person who is gay, lesbian, bisexual, or otherwise not heterosexual. Or it refers to someone who identifies differently from the sex they were assigned at birth. So whether that be the opposite sex, both sexes, or none of them at all. Queer can even be a verb. What? 
Yeah. So it can be to look at something from, quote, a perspective that rejects traditional ideas of gender and sexuality. So you might hear somebody say that you are queering something. So Mm -hmm. uh, you're queering a space or queering um, a topic or querying a trend even, you know, so something like that. Yeah. So you're looking at something from a lens that is queer uh, rather than looking at it from a lens of perhaps um, heterosexuality or something like that. Or even like pushing the gay agenda. That is called that would be in essence queering when you are making it more queer. This is new to both of us. So yes, we'll, we'll learn more about it as we go. Also, as an adjective, you can have queerness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even as an adverb, you can do something queerly, which uh, lends itself to stereotype, but it's technically an adverb. Yeah. So while the word queer was at one time a derogatory term, and it was reclaimed by the LGBT community in the 1980s and 90s as a neutral or descriptive term. However, we want to acknowledge that this word can still be painful for some in the LGBT plus community. Right. The word queer can bring up traumatic memories for some people in the LGBT plus community. And we know that not everybody identifies with that word. Mm -hmm. So just know that we are using the word because we want to include all people in our community and that we are coming from a place of positivity and love for our people. Absolutely. So when we started talking about this podcast, we were left with a decision to make about naming the podcast in a way that made sense while also including all members of the LGBT plus community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we threw around so many different names. Right. Alphabet Soup. Yeah. (laughs) LGBTSLP. Right. Um, (laughs) Even the gay SLP. But then we thought, "Uh, that's just like one part. (laughs) And so thankfully, shout out to our graphic designer, Joe Winter. Um, He's the boss. Um, He helped us focus this so that we could reach a broader audience and decided the most relevant term in this day and age is queer uh, because it's the umbrella term. And so that's where the queer SLP came about. Yeah. So the purpose of this podcast is to be out in the field of speech language pathology. There are plenty of queer people out there in the field, but our voices aren't really heard or seen or seen. By having this podcast, we can start to talk about career issues, particularly in the field of speech-language pathology, but I would like to talk about other professions as well that are related, such as physical therapy, occupational therapy, education. Doctors. Doctors. Mental health therapists. Mm -hmm. You name it. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, it is well established that speech-language pathology is a very homogenous field. That's right. It's true that most of us are white, female, and heterosexual. We're talking over 95% here. That's right. It's difficult to find representation outside of that. And to be honest, we hope that this podcast will allow us to have a seat at the table and to essentially make our own table. Make our own queer table and invite our allies to the table Now I'm going to change the topic for you a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. You ready? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, here's a question for you, Hector. (laughs) When can a person use the word queer if they're not queer? (laughs) 
Um, that's a very interesting question. Mostly because the first person who asked if I identified as queer was straight. Mm. But since then, to be honest, I haven't really heard many heterosexual people use that word openly. I think it's very much within the community from my experience. It might be the same thing as when you ask somebody what their pronouns are. You kind of have to ask, how would you like to be identified? I think that's best practice. So it's a case by case thing. Whether or not that happens is another question, though. What about you? Well, I really love what you said. I think it's really important to respect how people choose to be identified. And it's important to be specific. So asking someone how they want to be referred to in a respectful way and at the right time is important. If I'm not sure and I haven't had the chance to ask, I try to avoid labeling someone at all. Uh, I admit I've made mistakes in the past. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, I apologize and do my best to do better next time. Mistakes are an opportunity to learn and grow. That's what I try to do anyway. As speech-language pathologists, we know also that intonation and body language matters. I think it's very much about how you use words. Right, and the intent behind your words. Mm -hmm. I think a big part of it is validation. If you are coming from a place of trying to validate someone's experience, that is a great thing, even if you are feeling like you're making a mistake. But yeah, that is a huge part of it is the rising intonation and things like that. So for example, if if I hear a very glottal attack on the word queer, it brings up memories in high school, for example, walking down the hallway and you would just hear somebody say like, I'll, I'll do it like queer, you would hear that and you'd immediately get on edge. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing it and thinking, oh, gosh, they have identified me. Right. And that triggered me. Other times, the word queer was used in a game. We played Smear the Queer, which is, if you think about it now, is awful in so many ways, but not just as a game, but even more so now, knowing the meaning behind it. So yeah, but that was then, and that's that understanding of trauma. But now, however, when I hear it in a more positive light, especially with that rising intonation or, or like some sort of mother ease... Queer. Yeah, queer. Um, It definitely feels, it feels different. And I think that's something that I unpacked during this process. And I think, I think that's a huge part of why it means something different now. Yeah, I think definitely if someone uses a word with positive intent, it shows in how they say it. Mm -hmm. Uh, From my perspective, if someone uses a term incorrectly, but it comes from that positive place, I'm more likely to give them a pass. Especially if they can take the feedback when I correct them and work towards and they work towards improving. We're all on our own journey in life and we can grow so much by recognizing our mistakes and committing to do better as we gain knowledge. And I think it makes me think that we can use some of our tricks from the social communication lessons that we teach. Take the temperature of the room, watch and see what other people are doing and what they're saying. What do you mean by take the temperature of the room for our non-speechies? Oh, gosh. The Um, the thermostat? (laughs) so, So basically what I mean is look around the room, listen to what people are saying, and see what the environment is, Mm -hmm. and let your behavior match that. Right. Also, by just paying attention to what's around you, what people are saying, and how they're behaving, and match yourself 
accordingly. Right. So getting into those verbal and nonverbal cues and making a ton of inferences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That is everything that we need to be doing um, in order to, to really, as SLPs, we, we have that skill set. Yes. Let's use it. Yeah, you use the skills that you got those student loans. <laughs> so many student so loans. So many student loans. And, you know, you, you have the skills and you can use them in your own life. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that you had a great time listening to us and hearing what we have to say. I think we have a really good opportunity to highlight the joy and levity of what it is to be queer. Yes. But also to embrace the queer community and culture and combine that with the credibility and professionalism that is being a speech-language pathologist. We hope we are able to bring that to some of our conversation. We hope that we can bring others in to bring that to our conversation. Mm -hmm. We have so many topics to introduce you to. Trust us, we have them mapped out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like any good SLP. And (laughs) we also want to give you as many resources as possible. We know that you need resources. And so we hope that you can use these and refer to them when you are working with students, families, clients, and even other coworkers. Yep. Our suggestions for this week, we have a book and an article for you to check out. So the book is called Queer, A Graphic History. It's written by Meg John Barker and illustrated by Julia Scheel. Both just read this book mm-hmm. and it's a graphic book. Easy read. Mm-hmm. And it describes the basics of queer theory. For me, there was a lot of information that I hadn't known beforehand and it made me curious to learn more about the topic. And then our suggested article is called What Does Queer Mean? from a website called Them. And I like it because it reviews the perspectives of the word queer from a number of different individuals in the queer community. So we'll put links to these uh, references in the description. They'll also be available on our social media so that you have a tool to refer to. That's it. Thanks for listening to The Queer SLP. This week we talked about the purpose of this podcast, its origin story, and what we mean by the word queer. So please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you are listening to this show. If you have friends who you think would like this podcast, make sure to tell them how to find us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Queer SLP. Tune in next time when we talk about cultural competency and cultural humility. Bye. Bye!